Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. Welcome to Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold, and I'm looking forward to this hour, and I know you are too. We've got an exciting hour, and you know, usually when it comes to introducing somebody, you have to kind of run through all the credits and stuff, but with this guest, I don't have to do much. All I have to say is, ladies and gentlemen, Susie Larson. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best. Good good to be with you, my friend. <laughs> yeah. So how did your show go today? Oh, my goodness. It went so well. We have a guest that we have uh, return once in a while, Pastor Alan Wright. And, you know, um, interestingly, we talked blessings. He has a book on the power to bless. So it was so inspiring. And he kind of stepped in as a proxy father toward the end of those who never received a blessing mm. from their father. And he spoke life over our listeners. It was really, really powerful. Yeah, I was reading some of the text that came in during the show. And it, it, you can tell people were genuinely moved uh, mm. by that. And, you know, to, yeah. to have a blessing prayed over you is a significant um, thing. It really is. Yeah. yeah. You know, scripture says life and death are in the power of the tongue. I think it's Proverbs eighteen twenty one, And <laughs> I did a little work. Why is that funny? Well, because we, we talked about that last half hour. Oh, yeah. wow. That's yeah. so great. Good. Yeah. Well, well, if you break that verse down, death translates death. That's what it means. And in some cases, violent death. Life in that verse, listen to this, is to live prosperous, prosperously, to be alive and to be restored to health. So there's power in our words to help people prosper in life, to flourish, to be alive and to be restored to health. Is that just not amazing? I just don't think in this kind of ready, shoot, aim culture, we realize how much power is in our words. Mm -hmm. Boy, my ratings are already up (laughs) (laughs) 37.5%. Seriously. Ryan's doing the math, and all of a sudden, really? they're skyrocketing. Yeah, so thank you for <laughs> it's that. so funny. I want to talk a little bit about uh, May His Face Shine Upon You, 90 Biblical Blessings for Mother and Child, written by Susie Larson. And, of course, what a great time to bring this up, seeing how it's uh, Mother's Day on Sunday. Yeah, this is, I don't want to call it a filler book, but it is sort of that, you know, I've got my trade books with that I have study, usually have DVDs with them and things like that, that kind of do a deep dive on a topic. But I, you know, I started writing these blessings years ago, and they sort of took off on social media. And so the publisher then wanted to put them in books. And we've got a number of blessing books with, with beautiful pictures. Well, my, my publisher approached me and said, how about this Mother's Day, we release a book with some of your favorite blessings, and then I have a whole bunch of new ones. But then let's translate them to the child too. And so I kind of served both as author and editor on this. So my editor, he looked at the blessing and he wrote one to a child. And then I kind of went in there and edited according to my voice. So each blessing takes about a minute to read, but you read one over yourself as a mama, and then you just put your hand on, on the, your mm. child's head and, and you speak life to them. And they're, and they're biblical blessings, and then there's beautiful scripture pages. And mm. what's so fun, Bill, is that uh, because Bethany House is so generous, we're able to give two copies a day away all month of May if you want to enter to win. Mm -hmm. How do they do that, Susie? 
Go to MyFaithRadio.com and enter to win. And I, I don't know for sure, but I just it, you may end up also receiving a 10-pack of beautiful uh, scenic scripture quote cards. I'm almost positive, but don't don't quote me. Is mm-hmm. this live radio? Do yeah, I just it say is. This something? <laughs> yeah. So MyFaithRadio.com. But I love it that two, we can give away two a day, one for you and one for a friend. That's awesome. Now, when it says 90 biblical blessings, this is not like a daily devotional, but there's just 90 great biblical blessings in it. And like you say, the mama prays one, and then you pray one over your child. And how long does it take? You know, mamas are busy, so how long would it take? I read one before the show today just to see, and it was about 45 seconds. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, but really, if you can enter in and even add to your, you know, they're almost like conversation starters as well, because some of them are on like, may God restore what's been, what, what's missing or what the enemy has stolen. And may, may his presence be tangible in your life. And may you see yourself through God's eyes. And may you remember that God is in control. And, you know, the real, the purpose is to impart faith and courage to say, you are a part of a story that is so much bigger than you are. And, you know, before the world, before they get all the lying messages from the world, impart truth. You know, Kev always says, if you want to keep the weeds out of your yard, uh, you know, nourish your grass, build healthy grass, and there won't be any room for the weeds. And I feel like that's really true in the soul of our children, too. That's so true. Susie, when you uh, talk to your child about biblical blessings, I I know that will not only encourage them, but plant incredible seeds. I mean, you're building a little legacy in their heart, aren't you, by talking about these blessings? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Excuse me, Scripture says, Without a vision, people cast off restraint. Oh, I got a little frog here. That's okay. When we don't have a vision for our lives, we have, don't have a really a reason to, to practice moderation or self-control or say no to ourselves. But when there's a vision, even in a child, when they have a sense that they're made for a story that they can hardly imagine, but they're part of something bigger than they can even picture because of who God is, uh, they will start to live into that vision and going, you know, I'm going to say no to that and no to that because I got bigger fish to fry. I got bigger things to do. And when my, my boys are grown now, but when they were young and they messed up, I'd get on their level and I'd grab their shoulders, look in their eyes and say, you know what, hon, you are too important to be making decisions like that. And even in discipline, they would stand up a little straighter. And I just think there's <laughs> something so powerful about sowing seeds of real greatness. And this is not flattery. This isn't positive thinking. It really is biblical affirmation based on the promises of God. Mm-hmm. You know, Susie, we use the word blessing all the time. We, we sign blessings uh, in our emails and our correspondence. And I'm just curious, I would love for you, having written a, a a book about biblical blessings, maybe you would give us a, a good definition of a blessing. Yeah, I would call it uh, words that affirm what God has already promised in his word. And uh, like, let me just read, the, I'm, I'm just going to speak this over you, Bill. This is from Ephesians 1. All praise to God, the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed Bill with every sp- spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, because Bill is united with Christ. And even before God made the world, he loved Bill and he chose him in Christ to be holy and without fault. In God's eyes, God decided in advance to adopt Bill into his own family by bringing him to himself through Jesus Christ. God always wanted Bill in his family, and it gave him great pleasure to do so. So we praise God for this glorious grace that he's poured out on Bill because Bill belongs to the family of God. God is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased Bill's freedom with the blood of his son Jesus, and he forgave every one of Bill's sins. He has showered him with kindness along with all wisdom and understanding. In that chapter, it says, Every spiritual blessing belongs to you 
because you belong to him. So again, this isn't flattery. It really is going, give me a glimpse, God, of who you are, what Jesus won for me, and help me to live into that, help my loved ones to live into that as well. Wow, that was beautiful. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I, I feel so blessed. <laughs> you are, and you're rich. And, and you know, uh, and that, don't you think, when you think of John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus comes that we have life and life abundantly. You know, it's often been said, if you don't know what you possess, you don't know if it's missing, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't know what Jesus won for you, the enemy will just camp on that hope, and he will go in and rob you blind. But when you start to uh, get attuned with the promises, and really, not only the price Jesus paid, but the victory he won, you suddenly go, you know, peace is my birthright, you know? Perspective, a faith perspective is my birthright. The promises actually have my name on them. And so if I'm feeling um, lacking peace, insecure, more self-aware than God-aware, there's been theft somewhere in my life, and I need to identify it because I'm going to live loved and walk in the fullness of God. And that doesn't mean this is not prosperity gospel, name it, claim it, not at all. I fear God too much for that. But I will say, because that's been so wielded in such a self-serving way, we've thrown the baby out with the bathwater when truly abundant life, Jesus out of his own mouth said, The enemy is aiming to steal, kill, and everything that's life-giving in your life. But I'm actually coming, I've come to destroy the work of the enemy and to give you life to its fullest. And if we could live into that, we would not have another insecure day in our life because we are seated with Christ. You can't get more secure than Mm -hmm. that. And when we start to understand that, it really does change even how we walk through our valleys, how we deal with conflict, because we're not living under our circumstances. We're really under his wing, and, and he's got us. Mm-hmm. Susie, I know we have a lot to talk about in this hour, but before we move on uh, from your book on blessings, I want to read uh, one. And this is a blessing for mom, and I, and I love this because it says, May you give God full access to your story. May you allow him to correct and redirect, heal and deal, refine and define Whenever it suits him, he loves you most and knows you what's best for you at every given moment. He will lead you in the way you should go. May you remember that you're part of a great story God is writing in the world. May you trust the Lord's work in your life so he can use you in ways beyond your wildest dreams. Lean in and trust him. He's got you. Mm. I say that because that one particularly caught my attention. I oftentimes uh, at the end of my show will say, as you lay your head on the pillow, know that God is working out his great plan in your life. Um, Because this is basically what you're saying. Give God full access to your story because it's God's story. And it is, it is. And, you know, he. there are places where we, you know, it's like we trust him with our eternity, but we maybe don't trust him, you know, with our, our prodigal or our finances or our health or our body image. And yet every nook and cranny that you surrender to God to say, you know what, your will for me is actually my best case scenario. And you're always good. You're always God. I don't have to talk you into being kind and compassionate. That's who you are. And that's how you are. And when you start to trust that he loves you, so even when he brings correction. It's because he is transforming you into someone you never dreamed you could be. Mm-hmm. Susie, I want to take a little break. But when we come back, I want to find out what is going on in your life as a result of prayer and the powerful mm. prayer that's going on in your world, because it's uh, quite a story. Susie Larson yeah. is my guest, as you all well know, and we've just been chatting about her book, May His Faith Shine Upon You, 90 Biblical Blessings for Mother and Child. But we also uh, have got two of these books to give away every day throughout the whole month. So if you want to get in on that drawing, I think you go to myfaithradio.com or text the word book 
to 877-933-2484. When you get two copies, keep one, give one away. Hard to beat that. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. This is Bill, but Susie's going to do most of the talking this hour, which makes me happy. Uh, we've chatted about her uh, new book, May His Face Shine Upon You, which is 90 Biblical Blessings for Mother and Child. But we do want to uh, continue to move on because there's so many things I want to talk to you about, Susie. And we can. Uh, I want to talk about prayer and answered prayers and, and God's invitation to prayer. And I know you've got some incredible things happening in your life, and your story is uh, powerful, this ongoing story, and I'd love for you to share it. Yeah, in fact, you know, Bill, I've touched on it a little bit on my show, so this will be the first time our listeners will probably hear the synopsis of what I'm walking out a miracle right now after a long, long battle, and I'm super excited about that. I think most know, but maybe if you don't know, um, I contracted Lyme disease during my pregnancy 32 years ago, and I've had neurological issues every day since, and it's been up and down and, you know, army crawling one moment and you know, working out the next. And I'm a fighter and I'm super committed to health. So I've done everything I can do to stay healthy. And uh, my docs have even said, if you weren't such a fighter and so disciplined, you'd probably be in a wheelchair right now. And and I don't say that to my credit, just saying, thank the Lord that he gave me enough fights to want to fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a seven years ago, I had a pretty t- horrid relapse. And apparently people with chronic Lyme also have a um, often have a mold deficient gene or a gene that doesn't allow them to process mold. And I had a significant exposure to black mold and it attacked my brain in seven areas. So the MRI showed seven areas of either atrophy or swelling in my brain. And as an author and a talk radio host, uh, that was a problem because I was having um, word find issues. I, I was having spelling issues. There's a couple times I was driving. I didn't know where I was. Terrifying. My tongue would go numb. My neck, my jaw would go numb. My vision would blur and my heart would beat out of my chest. My arms would go numb. It was super terrifying symptoms and went through a long journey. And my book, Fully Alive, kind of came out of that process. It wasn't wasted on me, but it was up and down and all around. And uh, a couple of years ago, I seemed like I was getting better and I fell back again. And just uh, it's been a really tough two years, to be honest with you. And uh, so during these last couple of years, I started to have a new level of neurological surges that involved heart things where my heart would beat out of my chest and I'd have all this chest pressure. It would go up into my neck, into my jaw. And it felt like I was having a stroke. And so I and it happened a lot of time in the middle of the night and would continue into the day. And it created so much fear for me as you can imagine, and it culminated last Easter. And I will say, Easter and Christmas are my favorite holidays. And and because I, you know, I believe God's Word, I really, and I know God still heals today. There's a lot of, you know, heat around theology, around healing. Um, I, you know this, my own son was miraculously healed, a medical miracle from a severe back injury. Uh, I know he still does. I don't understand, and there's, I don't believe there's a formula for getting God to do what we want him to do. So I've struggled so much with I know your promises are true. It's really clear in Scripture that by your stripes we're healed, that that's available to us today. But I also know godly people have gotten sick and died. So I don't really know where to put my feet, but I keep hoping. So each Easter, I'm like, maybe this will be different, right? Well, last Easter, uh, the worst night was the night before Easter, the worst night of, I think, this whole battle. And my heart was beating out of my chest, the numbing and the dizziness, and I didn't want to wake Kev up. 
And on top of that, the enemy just pressed in with so much horror. I was just terrified. And I was walking the floor, quoting scripture in our basement because I didn't want to wake Keb up. And, you know, we overcome by the blood of the lamb. And I just was speaking to myself and preaching God's word and praying and praying. And then I finally said, God, you have to kill me or heal me. I, I'm not going to survive this. I don't even have the mental bandwidth to keep contending and fighting. This is so terrifying. I walked the floor most of the night. So by morning, is Easter morning, I felt like I'd been hit by a truck. And uh, my sister and her, bro- her husband and their boys were coming for Easter brunch. And I hadn't done anything because I, when they walked in the door, I had my face on the counter and I was weeping. And I was just like, I... I can't do this. I'm I'm exhausted, you know. And they just and my one son and his wife are there too and they all just were so great. That's just the church, you know. They didn't think anything about the missing brunch. They just came around me and prayed for me and my my nephew Noah, he's our godson. He's her both were boys are godly men and he prayed and he said, "Lord, he said, I I sense that you're saying that you're going to take Susie from a ministry of trial and cross her over to a ministry of triumph." And when he said that, I mean, it quickened him. I don't know if you've ever had anybody say anything to you that you just know you'd, you'd heard something from the Lord. And literally, it was probably a month prior to that. I was on my face before God going, I am army crawling and I'm only gaining inches. I'm fighting for every inch. Where are you? I mean, I see you and I hear you in all these other areas of my life, but it's crickets here. And I, I don't know what else to do. Show me what to do. I hear your word. I hear your promises. I'm fighting for inches, and he impressed upon my heart, you're fighting for inches in the natural, but you're gaining miles in the spirits. You've got to trust me. And I, you know, he speaks to me often in word pictures, and I'd gotten this word picture of me. And I, I, Bill, I like to often um, envision myself as a Navy SEAL. <laughs> and, uh, and, and my hubby says, just saying it doesn't make it so, but I kind of think it does. So, you know, I, I, I saw myself as this Navy SEAL deking through the woods behind enemy lines. And I'm, I'm agile and I'm running and, and, and they're chasing me and I'm running. And I come out to this opening and I take this, I don't even stop. I just take this giant leap and this unseen hand propels me forward across this raging river. And when I land on the ground, I'm leaping and I'm bounding. So jump ahead. When Noah was praying that, I mean, that was the picture. He basically used those words to describe that. And I, and I just had this sense. And he'd show me in Isaiah, you're going to come through the fire without smelling like smoke. The water will not overtake you. Like, I will preserve your life. So I, at that point, you know, within the next month or so, things were still really hard. And I realized I had some disappointment in God. I just, I loved him. I worshiped him. I was just hurt. I was hurt that that it was going on so long. It was so hard and I wasn't getting any sense of direction. I got that promise, but then things went dark again, you know? And then I thought of John the Baptist and, uh, you know, he, Jesus says, no greater man born of woman than John the Baptist. He prepared the way. I mean, you know, think about the heavens open and spoke over Jesus. John was there, but when John was in prison, he started to doubt again. And so he sent his, his guys to go ask Jesus, are you the Christ or should we be looking for someone else? And I love Jesus' response because it's filled with conviction and clarity and even a caution because he says, you tell John, the blind see, the lame lame are leaping. You know, the miracles are happening. Just because you're in a place of obscurity away from the action doesn't mean they're not happening. I'm still a miracle working God, but blessed are you or not offended with me. And those are the two things I needed to remember that he's the same God. He's the same God. Jesus was moved with compassion when he saw those who were sick and hurting in the crowd. He has the same compassion where he sits at the right hand of the Father. He's the same God. But blessed are you who are not offended. I was offended. And so that was my work, was to get my heart going, 
I, don't, I can't blame you for this. You know, I live in a fallen world, and you're, you're my advocate. You're my defender, and please forgive me. And I, I got my heart right, and peace returned, and I just thought, Lord, until you tell me differently, help me to steward faithfully this challenge. Well, you jump ahead, and tell me if you want to get a word in edgewise, because— No, I don't. I, okay. No. All right. Uh, this this Lenten season— um, I was blindsided. I, I hope I can get through it. This is probably why I haven't talked about it yet, because it's so overwhelming to me. But, um, during the Lenten season, we were at dinner with some friends that we get together with every few months, and they invited a new couple uh, to this group. And this woman, dear little Asian woman, just so humble and so – I had no idea that she was a fierce warrior. I had no idea who I was dealing with, but she scooted next to me and she says, Susie, she said, you're one of my favorite authors. And so is this gal. She's a local author and a dear friend. She had a debilitating illness for 14 years and God miraculously healed her. And now she prays for people and they get healed. And the person who wrote the foreword of the book is a prof at, at our university here across the street. So that gave credibility and she's good friends with my good friend. So, um, I, I went home and I started to read and I was blown away by the book. So I texted her and I said, um, this book is blowing me away. And she said, well, she just stepped in a little bit more boldly and said, I feel like we're supposed to pray for you and walk with you until you're healed. And I said, wow. She said, would you be open? I said, absolutely. I want to say within a few days of that, I don't remember exactly, but around this time I'd spoken at an, at set apart across the street and a different woman, a different friend, different group of friends, she approaches me with her friend, and this friend was about six feet tall. I thought, I, look, she looked like an angel to me, because she had this fierce, kind, holy confidence in her eyes. And they came up and approached the table, and this woman leaned in. And you got to just know, I'm sure you feel this way too at times. People will approach me and say things that aren't always helpful. People mean well, but there's, you know, stuff like, you're a leader at this level and you're not healed yet? Like they can't, you know, things like that, you mm-hmm. know? So I'm a little self-protective at times when people come, but I didn't feel that because I saw something in her. And I know we're coming up on the break, but I'll just tell you, she came up to the table with so much humility, honor, and respect. She leaned in just to respect my privacy and kind of whispered to me, Susie, I feel like the Lord wants me to tell you that he has seen your fight. He has seen your battle and he's so proud of you. And you're not standing here unhealed because you lack faith. This battle has strengthened you to help so many people cross over to a place of healing. And she said, I believe that when you're healed, you're going to leap, be propelled forward, and you're going to walk with leaps and bounds with a new strength because of how faithfully you have stewarded this battle. My husband and I have a prayer ministry. We would consider it a great honor to walk with you and pray with you until you're healed. Three different groups of people over the course of a short time approached me from three different walks of life and said, God has charged me to walk with you and pray with you until you're healed. And I know we got to go to break. But that began in the Lenten season of this Easter, an absolute miracle in my life. Well, I do want to hear more. And we're going to hear more from Susie Larson after we take a short break. I love having Susie as a guest because she's so aware of break times. (laughs) (laughs) You're looking at our clock going, it's time for break. And it's just perfect because I don't have to interrupt or we can just uh, go into break when we come back. We'll continue hearing from Susie. Uh, if you want to get in on the drawing uh, for books, text the word book to 877-933-2484. When we come back, we're going to continue to talk about uh, the results of prayer and uh, her powerful prayer book. And we've got some bundles of that to give away as well. We'll be right back.
Back with my guest Susie Larson, and that was a long ninety-minute break because I've been so dying to find out you've got three different groups of people committed to praying for you through your healing, and they've begun praying. So tell me what's happening. Well, the way that it turned out was it just so happened that with their openings and my openings, one the the tall angel woman and her husband <laughs> and Kevin and my friend was a Wednesday night. The Thursday morning was this sweet little Asian woman. And I say that because she has lit a fire in her family in Kenya, where the, her husband's a neurosurgeon, where they were missionary doctors there. I mean, she has lit fires in the she she comes across so meek and mild, and yet she is a warrior. So anyway, I met with her and three other women that Thursday morning. And uh, the third uh, gal that had called around that same time, she lives in Texas, and she's an author friend. And I mean to tell you, this was within days of each other. She said, Susie, God's not letting me let go of you in prayer. And she said, I have a friend who's been suffered a lot and has a lot of compassion for suffering. And she said, I literally thought maybe we should fly from Texas to Minneapolis to pray for you, but I see that you're going to be in Texas next week, so I'm going to come get you from your hotel room, bring you to my friends, and we're going to pray for you. And that's kind of how this has gone. So I had uh, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, Friday, I drove away to a speaking event, Kevin and I, and we flew out Sunday, went to Texas. Tuesday, she picked me up, brought me to her friend. I mean, it was really like boom, boom, boom. And each of these people were coming from a totally different angle. So my that tall angel friend, uh, Maria is her name, talked a lot about theft, just as you, she, she really looks at John 10.10 10 and really discerns how, because the enemy establishes a pattern of thievery in our lives from childhood. And you just go back and you look at the ways that he has paved inroads, uh, believable lies so that he can come in, steal from you and get out. And uh, she said, as I told my story, and it was so amazing, Bill, to I mean, there's been a lot of trauma, and when to see it all together, it is kind of amazing that I, I am still standing. The enemy has gone after me time and time again, and she said there's such a pattern of, of you being attacked in significant ways when you're most vulnerable, and that's just true. And what's interesting, a side note, is with all this stuff uh, a year ago, I had to have a, a heart test. My heart proved to be uh, in better shape than 80%, 86% of people my age, but my parasympathetic nervous system is flatlined. And let me just explain this because it's really important. You have a sympathetic and a parasympathetic nervous system. Sympathetic is your fight flight. Parasympathetic is rest and digest. You should spend 80% of your day, 80% of your life in the rest digest state. Mine was flatlined. There was zero activity. So I was stuck in fight flight. And I had months before told Kevin, I have counseled through the stuff that happened when, you know, way back when I have forgiven, you know, those who hurt me, whatever, but my body is holding on. Like I can feel my cells are stuck. And that's why I'd fast and pray. I did not know what to do. And my body was literally stuck in fight flight. So this woman that first night really just did some teaching on, on the way that the enemy steals and the way God sets us free. And she's continued to walk with me. She sends me audio texts and we pray back and forth. And she said, you, we all, you know, if we don't see goodness and mercy following us, if that is not our mindset, goodness and mercy follows me all the days of my life. If you don't have a 
holy expectancy that God is good and he's going to be good, uh, there's something out of alignment. There's something that needs to be healed. There's a belief that's out of whack. And that's why you got to get so used to living loved and being the child of God. Again, not to say you don't have trouble, but you even in trouble, you know you're loved and you've got a father who's right here with you. And that's why we have to, she says, gladly come out of agreement with any lie that is robbing us. It's giving the enemy inroads. So that was that first night. Uh, the, and that was good, but it was like food for thought in the days ahead. But the really world-shaking time for me was the next morning with my my friend and this uh, sweet uh, Esther is her name. And then Rebecca, the one who wrote the book on healing and, and experienced healing. And she goes on mission trips, prays for the sick, and oftentimes they recover. And then someone named Melissa. Now, I had Melissa on my show last week to talk about what I'm about to tell you. And we've had a massive response. She's a lawyer. And so she spent the first, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes teaching on mercy trials. And I'm like, I didn't know where this was going, but I was like, I'll do whatever, God. I'll, I'll do backstrokes in the mud if I need to, you know, tell me where to go, what to do. But she was talking about as a lawyer, when you come into court, you have to have crimes listed. You can't just say, you know, you hurt my feelings. You know, you've got to list the crime and they have to be accurate. And she said, and then there's a verdict. It's guilty or innocent. But she said in the heavenly court, there's a third option, and that's pardoned by mercy. And so she handed me a notepad, and on the front it said uh, attorney-client privilege, and it had my name on it. And it was a blank notepad, except the last couple pages had these prayers. So I flipped open to the first page, and she said, do you remember the boys' names who pinned you down when you were sexually assaulted? And I said, yeah, write them down. Write down what they did. And she said, are you ready? And so she said, we're going we're gonna to go to court. And so I flipped to that back prayer. And we, again, we list this on the show. If you want to search Melissa Coleman on Faith Radio, you'll find it, it, again, amazing. But I almost couldn't get the words out. But the basic gist of the prayer is to say, Father, I bring so-and-so and so-and-so and so before you in your heavenly court. And young men, you are guilty of these crimes. And I listed them. You are deserving of punishment But because Jesus has extended mercy to me, I extend that same mercy to you. You are forgiven, acquitted, and free. I release you from any debt you owe me. And now, enemy, you have no right to torment them and no right to torment me. I am free and they are free in Jesus' name. And I will not commit double jeopardy. I will always choose mercy. And I'm telling you, Bill, I went from one trauma to the next to the next, and it, it was gut-wrenching, but so important. And I'm, God often speaks to me in word pictures, and I literally got this word picture of, of black soot leaving my body. All I can tell you is I felt my cells open up. I felt my body go whoosh and went right in to rest and digest. I woke up the next morning. I was no longer bracing for impact. I was truly like set free on the inside. I, and I wasn't harboring unforgiveness or bitterness. I fear God. But I've done enough study to know that trauma— imprints on your cells. It does. It puts an imprint in your cellular blueprint. And those kinds of things um, really need a heavenly transaction. And that's not a formula. There are lots of ways to get free, but this one worked for me. And uh, I can't even explain to you how important this is. And, you know, we talked before the the show today that I'm going to give away three copies of my book, Your Powerful Prayers, Reaching the Heart of God with a Bold and Humble Faith, and the DVD. I love the DVDs 
gorgeous and beautiful scenic, and I do some extra teaching in that. But in in your powerful prayers, it's so interesting. Speaking of heavenly courts, I actually did some teaching on this, but it just means so much more to me now. But it's when Jesus was t- teaching us how to pray, he gave the parable of the woman uh, who was a widow. So she is a woman. She had no right in court. No, she didn't belong in court back then. As a widow, she had no resources to be in court. And then she stood before a judge who neither feared God or cared about people. And Jesus uses this as an example. He said because of her persistence, she got justice. But he's saying, how much more would you? So this parable is a lesson in contrast. Basically, if you think about it, if you are in Christ, you have every reason to be able to run into the inner throne room of the Most High God with assurance and confidence and be, and know that God is actually really glad to see you. So when you come into heaven's courts, you get to be there. And you have an advocate. You have Jesus. You plead his blood, right? You get to be there with him. And you don't have an unrighteous judge who doesn't care about people. He's your Abba. He's your daddy. And you have an enemy who aims to steal. And when you go to court, actually, you don't turn to your enemy and start yelling at him. You go to the judge and say, render a verdict. Lord, give me justice because my enemy has been robbing me. Jesus paid for my healing, and yet he has stolen from me every day for 32 years. You know, you, you rendered a verdict when Jesus won the victory. Now I want recompense. And, and so you look at the story of this, this woman before an unrighteous judge. Jesus says, I want you to understand that when you come into the throne room of God, you belong to me. You have an advocate. You've got the promises of God. You've got the heart and the ear of Almighty God, of course he's going to render a verdict against your enemy and move heaven and earth to restore and redeem you. And that is what he's doing in me. And Bill, it's just been so amazing to me that that there have been like times where it's just been tested, where like I saw in public someone who'd really hurt me bad and years and years ago. And when I saw them, instinctive compassion and love bubbled up within me. Like there was nothing in me. Like they're just a miracle has happened in my soul. And so often it's trauma that is holding us back from absolute freedom. We got. We just need to invite Jesus into those places to say, put me right where I'm thinking wrong. Uproot the lies and plant new seeds of truth. And he is so glad to answer prayers like that. Wow, Susie, that's amazing. I love a, a number of things. I want to go back to the, the parasympathetic and sympathetic mm-hmm. stages where mm-hmm. if you're living in a fight or flight where you've got adrenaline and cortisol dumping in your system all day long, you must go where you're half exhausted and you half can't sleep at night. Yeah, wired that, and tired is what they call that, uh, Bill. Is, and, okay, I've not, yeah. I've not heard that before. Mm-hmm, wired and mm-hmm. tired. All right. Mm-hmm. And, and truly, I think much of the population is stuck in fight-flight because there's been so much trauma. And what's so interesting is when you're in fight-flight, when you in, get into the fear stage, we've talked about this before, but your body literally opens a door to a cascade of an inflammatory response. And mm-hmm. this is why the enemy has gotten away with so much with COVID because he, basically if he can't get you sick from COVID, he'll get you sick with fear. And when you have inflammation, when you have fear, you have inflammation. When you have inflammation, it is fertile soil for disease. And and yet Jesus, you know, scripture says, you know, there's no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. There's got to be a way where we live loved while the chaos is surrounding us because we have an Abba Father who's a judge and he misses nothing. And when we start to trust that, we start to see him move. Mm. So did you go through um, times when you just couldn't sleep at night and did you you struggle with sleep? And Well, uh, to tell you the truth, one of the traumas... um, happened in a way that I stopped sleeping. Okay. 
when I was about nine years old. And that's what compelled, uh, I mean, I was crying out going, I didn't understand the healing thing. I mean, I, I really do believe God's promises, but I've had trouble with A plus B always equals C. So I've, I've, I want to have right theology around around healing, but I thought I've got biblical precedent for sleep. You made my body with limits. You command us to rest. You promise you give sleep to those you love. And the doctors have tried everything. And I lie awake a lot at night and it's been, you know, my whole life. And that, that puts you into fight flight too. And so I'm like, I have biblical precedent here, Lord, I'm coming. I'm not going to let you go until you bring a breakthrough. And the more that I prayed that, the more some old trauma surfaced that I thought I'd dealt with. And then right around that time, these women approached me. And so I, that's what I think. If you're struggling, wrestle within the embrace of God. Run after him and wrestle and say, oh, God in heaven, I'm stuck. I need a breakthrough because he loves you and he knows what's in you. And I marvel that I'm looking over here going, is there a supplement? You know, should I be eating mm-hmm. something different? And he's like, trauma <laughs> over here. And, it, you know, and when you think about some of the things that happened to me. One of the things that had happened, I write about in Fully Alive, and I don't want to get into detail here, but during the delivery of one of my sons, this doctor hated women. And when Kev was out of the room, when I had just delivered the baby, he did something horrific. And he did this to women when their husbands were out of the room. Well, once again, when are you more vulnerable than when you've just delivered a baby? And it's like the enemy just over and over was like, I'm going to plant a seed of absolute fear so you never can relax, so you're always bracing for impact. And God has removed that that trauma fear from me. He literally has. I have this expectancy that my Abba is going to take good care of me. That's amazing. All right, Susie, I'm going to have to take a break, but you know uh, about the pitch for the, the uh, book and DVD better than I do, Your Powerful Prayers. Maybe you can mm-hmm. tell our listeners what, what that is. I have to tell you, this is one of my, I feel like one of my best DVDs. We've shot it at this huge cabin in different locations, but the, it's just beautiful. There's, you know, originally scored music and I, I do love the content. So the DVD is a companion to go with the book, Your Powerful Prayers, Reaching the Heart of God with a Bold and Humble Face. So together it's like, I think a 30, is it what, fifteen, uh, $35 gift. So three of you will get it. If you want to enter the drawing, just text the word book to 877-933-2484. I will say this is probably one of my signature books because you you know this. I'm an audacious prayer. I really believe uh, that God loves to hear from us, and His promises are there for a reason. And so I'm praying that uh, if you need this, you're the one who gets it. 877-933-2484. And will you also now take us to break so I can work less? Yes, exactly. We're going to pause here. When we come back, I'm going to ask Bill some questions <laughs> about prayer. All right, we'll be back in a minute. <laughs> Susie Larson, talking about a number of her books and a number of her experiences with prayer, and it's incredibly powerful. And Susie, you had mentioned about uh, your guest. Uh, was it Melissa? Mm-hmm. Melissa yeah. Cohen? Um, Carl, what's her last name? Coleman. Coleman. I knew I was close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And talking about listing the crimes that happened. And I think, oh my, that is getting so specific and i think that's probably exactly what you need to do to get liberated from these tragedies 
Well, if you blur the lines, and it goes both ways, and we talked about this when she was on, but if you blur the lines, like, you kind of dumb down the things you've done. Well, I, I may have lost my temper. Oh, I might have been a little rude. But you kind of dumb it down like it's not that, you know. It, it, you don't really, you're not really free of it because the enemy has legal right to accuse you. And, you know, when, when the, the boys, uh, uh, you know, so there was a sexual assault when I was a kid, and there was a physical assault. I was jumped and beaten. And when she said, do you know the names of the boys? who jumped you and beat you. And I said, don't. And she said, did they punch you? And I said, yes. She said, write it down. Did they kick you? Yeah. I mean, it was so, but writing down and then to say, these are the crimes for which you're guilty. I mean, I'm saying it, calling it, you deserve punishment, but I've received mercy and I extend it to you. And she said, you know, in the constitution, it's written that the the charged, uh, the accused has a right to a speedy trial. She said, how much more as believers do we need to give people we are judging and accusing a right to a speedy trial? And one other thing I want to just add that has blown me away. So after I had the, the meeting with the four women, little Esther, the little fiery prayer warrior woman, she said, I call you tomorrow. And I said, oh, OK. So she calls me at 10 a.m. She goes, OK, Susie, um, you agree with God and I agree with you. Go. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what did you say? Mm-hmm. And she says, we're going to pray. You agree with God. I agree with you. Now go. And I'm like, and it put me in this like, oh, my goodness. I, you know, so, Lord, I want to thank you. And I started to pray. And then she prayed. She goes, I call you tomorrow. She did that every day for two weeks. I call you tomorrow. You agree with God. And I mean, and I'm like, I can't even believe this woman is walking with me. After two weeks, she said, I talked to the other women, and we're going to Zoom call with you every Wednesday morning for an hour, and we're going to pray for you and for your healing. And so we gathered together on Zoom, and I, you know, they just checked in with how I was doing, and I, I opened with prayer, asking God to bless them, their families, their marriages. She interrupts me. Susie, um, we have people who pray for us. This is about you right now, so let's let's pray for you. And I'm telling you, Bill, I'm wrecked for like a life group when you go around, let's all take a prayer request because these women are so fierce and so focused going. She's got like, I think, seven different prayer groups going for, you know, I think family reconciliations and I don't know, school kids or whatever. She's got so much going on with prayer. But when they come together here, they're they're focusing in on God's promises and the way that the enemy has stolen from me for so long. And I'm just saying we can't do this without community. We heal in the context of community, everybody needs champions to bless them, to speak life, to call out greatness. We all, you know, there's times when when I'm up and you're down, or you're up and I'm down. And we borrow each other's faith. We're not meant to do this in isolation. And even Scripture says, one of us sends a thousand to flight, two, ten thousand. So I want you to imagine the power of agreement of these women coming together, and they have seen too much to turn back. So they're like, "How can we agree with you, God, today? What is it that you're doing in Susie's life that we can stand in agreement so you can?" propel her into her next place of promise. So I'm already paying it forward for a friend who's got a daughter who struggles. And we're meeting once a week on the phone to agree together with God for his promises. So there is such power in agreement and prayer and biblical prayer. And uh, I'm, I'm forever changed. I am, I'm forever changed. I was a wild praying woman before, but I'm, I'm so much more focused now than I've ever been. Hmm. When you talk about trauma, I think there's so many people that have had a brush with trauma, but they may not call it trauma. But yeah. the trauma happened, and like you said, it even takes place in almost on a cellular level where yeah. if there's not a transformation, if there's not a God intervening, this is not going to change. Uh, so 
I'd love for you to say more about that. Yeah, I'm glad you asked because everybody has trauma. There's two types of trauma. There's a trauma of the things that didn't happen for you that should have. Uh, maybe you should have had a nurturing parent and you didn't. And there's trauma that things that happened to you that should not have happened to you. Everybody has trauma mm-hmm. at some level. And I think most everybody's been traumatized by what has happened in our culture at such an accelerated rate. And and uh, Dan, Dr. Dan Allender is an expert on trauma, and he has had years of helping people recover. And he's really identified three uh, archetypes that trauma lands in. This is fascinating. The first one is orphan. The second one is stranger. And the third one is widow. So the orphan is a person who had to fend for themselves often when they were young. And he said they often often end up being CFOs and CEOs and, you know, managers of, of corporations and high-level leaders because they fend for themselves. But he says what they need to heal is rest and care, where they're not always the one initiating and orchestrating. And he says when an orphan gets rest and care and gets gets the love of Jesus in them, they go from orphan to priest. So a healed orphan becomes a priest, a person who advocates for other orphans. They see them, they notice them, they help them heal. The stranger is the person who's always kind of maybe marched to the beat of a different drummer or outside the circle, always sort of kept outside the favor of the powers that be. And they struggle with resentment, anger, and jealousy because the, it's, it seems so unfair that they're always the outsider. But God made them that way. He didn't make them to be outcasts, but to have a different perspective. And again, the jealousy, anger is that thing. But when they get healed, they go from stranger to prophet. And he says, they walk into the center of the circle because they know they're part of the circle. We're in the middle of God's circle, but they have a prophetic perspective from an outside perspective. And you think of prophets, they're often bringing kind of an outside perspective into a, a way of thinking. And then the widow may not be a literal widow, or they may, but they've had a lot of loss. And so they've, they've, they have a lot of sorrow. And when they are healed, he says they come into what he calls royal love, where they know, like John, you know, in John's gospel, he identifies himself as the one God loved, one Jesus loved. I I don't think he was saying the one that Jesus loved more than others. He was saying his love changed everything for me. So my whole identity is wrapped up in the fact that I'm loved. And Mm -hmm. when a widow is healed, he or she lives loved and they just go, nothing, nothing in life matters like being loved. And I already am. I'm secure in his love. I really appreciate those distinctions. That is really, really interesting. And I've worked enough with people in recovery from drugs and alcohol, and you hear some of these stories, and they treat it as if it's just what happened to them. And I want to say, oh, no, that that was unbelievably traumatic. And you start to find yourself not at all surprised that they've self-medicated for most of their life mm-hmm, because they've absolutely. never really been able to to reconcile. They just thought, well, this is what happened in life. And I think to myself, no, this this is horrible what happened to you. And they need that reflection. They need someone to look at them and, and have that that response so they understand this is not normal. This is not okay. And and to meet with someone who's got a fierce love and a deep compassion saying, I'm not going anywhere. I'm walking with you through this. Oh, man, Bill, if we could do this for each other. I mean, I do envision a multitudes crossing over from a life of trial to one of triumph. And again, not to say we don't have trials, but we're not identified by them. That What if, what if hope and expectancy made a comeback in our hearts that we got so healed that people actually asked about the hope within us because they see hope on us, you know. Mm-hmm. But trauma is such a big word, Susie, and I don't think people are willing to uh, pull that one out very often because I, I don't think of that unless I'm hearing a story of something unbelievably tragic, but that's not always it's, the case at all. 
And it's super important that we not minimize because if you go, well, it wasn't that, you're minimize, you can't, you'll never heal from something that you minimize. And so even like little micro traumas, let's say somebody uh, treat, you know, you know, butts in front of you in the, in the line for coffee or cuts in front of you, you know, on the road and it stirs up this disproportionate reaction and the enemy comes in with condemnation. So first he baits you into a situation, then condemns you for your reaction. Really what that is, is information that there's something in you that God wants to heal and his compassion is never Never fail. So if we could just remember that his compassions never fail, and even little micro traumas are actually information about something deeper that God wants to heal. He is a healer. That's one of his redemptive names. You know, Jehovah Jireh, my provider, Jehovah Rapha, my healer, Jehovah Nisi, my banner, Jehovah Shalom, my peace. He is all of these things. And we don't have to wait for heaven to walk in the fullness of what he is and who he is and what he has for mm-hmm. us. Susie is nice enough to give away three bundles of her book and DVD titled Your Powerful Prayers. So if you want to get in on that drawing, text the word uh, book to 877-933-2484. Again, 877-933-2484. It's a beautiful uh, package of book and DVD. It's about a nice $45 value. So it's really, really a nice, nice gift. And a lot of people are responding, Susie. Um, just got a nice comment. People are uh, loving hearing your heart, as they always do, and um, I've just been really, really glad to have you on talking about all this. Well, I love you, Bill. Yep. appreciate you so much. It's just such an honor to work side-by-side side with you and labor in this great kingdom story. And friends, I just want you to have hope. God is on the move. I believe the revival that's coming, the awakening, has already started. So get your buckets out. Prepare for rain. God is moving. Be ready and move with him. Well, thank you so much. Susie, have a great night, and I'll see you uh, in the, around the studio soon. All right. Bless you, bud. Yeah, yeah. Susie Larson has been my guest. And that wraps up our show. Thank you so much for spending uh, these hours with me. If you missed any, for sure go to MyFaithRadio.com. Check out the podcast or send them to a friend. And that is all for today. Have a great night, everyone. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.